Over the next 20 minutes, I want to finalise our conversation on Chainbreaker series. I'm back with you next Sunday, although Pastor Mike is preaching in the morning. Um, and I, I recommend you come and hear him share. I'll be driving back from the city of George where I'm preaching in person there and, um, and driving back to preach at night. Um, so I'm looking forward to introducing a new topic of conversation. But John chapter 10 is our verse for tonight. And it's a very well-known verse. But I want to uh, show you uh, perhaps... Uh, uh, the difference between sin and stealing. I'll show you what I mean. It's very important because if sin is something we do, stealing is something the devil does. But they happen at the same time. And I'll, I'll show you what I mean and then I'll unpack four ways in which the devil s steals from us and how to get it back. So John chapter 10 uh, verse 7 says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. Uh, all who have uh, come before me are thieves and robbers, false gods, but the sheep have not listened to them. Uh, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. That part's very important. See, we, we stop there. Life and life in all its fullness. But full life is found following the good shepherd. Full life is not static. Full life is active. It is pursued and, and you follow. And the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. This passage of scripture has this incredible tension around uh, truth the true shepherd and the true gate, but it also has this tension around one who wants to bless you and one who wants to rob you. I'm often amazed at how many times we're robbed of something valuable without realizing it. About 15 years ago, I got mugged. Uh, I was, <laughs> of course, at a builder's warehouse. And it wasn't a builder's warehouse then. They were called something else. Surfy star, that's right. How do you know you were not even born? You were four. There with your spreadsheet ordering stuff. <laughs> Cameron. Uh, it's true, it's called Surfy Star. It's the one in Warmer. And, and somebody, uh, I was loading stuff into my vehicle, and somebody came, and they seemed to be very close to me, and they bumped me. And I recovered from the bump quickly. But as I got in my car, I realized, ah, oh, the wallet went. The bump was the distraction to the theft. And sometimes we're on our spiritual journey and we hit a bump. And you can get past the bump quickly. But something else valuable was stolen during the bump. Now that takes time to rebuild. So for instance... If you fall into some form of sexual immorality, you can recover from that and often do so quickly. But the self-worth takes long to recover. And that was something else that was stolen that was very valuable that happened at the bump. Now, some people misunderstand the two because they say, well, if Jesus has forgiven me, forgive and forget. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what was taken out of your emotional bank account 
has to be worked back in. So that after a while, you should get quite irritated with the devil. Not because he bumped you and you know how to recover, but because every time he does that, you're emptier. And now you've got to work hard to refill something that was valuable that's now missing. Do you know the bump was quick? Ten seconds. But getting my bank cards cancelled and new bank cards. Thank Jesus we don't have to do that anymore. You leave your bank card at home and you use your phone. Apple Pay. But if the phone's gone, I have to tell you, I updated my operating system on Apple and I have a tag. I do have a tag. I had great fun while traveling, putting the tag, one of those Apple tags, in my suitcase and seeing how many countries it went to before it came home. But uh, when it updated, it didn't automatically load the tag. And I was driving somewhere and I got a notification saying, your vehicle has been tagged. Is, is this your tag? I'm like, what? What stalker? Cancel, delete, cancel. When I got home, I was like, this, this tag is registered to George Georgia. Do you know who that is? Yes, accept, accept, accept. <laughs> the, bump is, the bump is quick, but the consequence of the bump it is so long. ID, card, cancel. You've got to hope you catch it soon enough because if you don't realize that it's gone, they draw some more money. The devil does that. You don't realize your integrity was robbed. And six months later, you found out that your reputation is rubbish because the devil's gone and gossiped about you everywhere. And so the bump is quick, but the theft is, is long. And I, I really, uh, I want to talk to you about how to be awake to that. Uh, by the way, Mia, I, th I thought you did an excellent job. I can't believe you're in, you're in grade nine. You're in grade nine. Did you guys know that? Grade nine. I know what I was saying in grade nine, not that. I know full-time pastors who can't remember that you put your giving in the silver boxes at the back. I know full-time pastors that don't remember that. Well done. Really good, really great. Ephesians 1 it takes us a little further down the road of the difference between the bump and the theft, the the sin and the steel. Very truly, uh, Paul writes, uh, 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 I beg your pardon, uh, uh, every time I pray, there's a letter missing there, I think of you and give thanks. Uh, but I do more than thank, I ask. I ask the God of our Master Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent. How many of you are receiving that for your DP right now? Just... <laughs> to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do and that you can grasp the immensity of his, this glorious way of life that he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him, endless energy, boundless strength. I love this passage of Scripture because it reminds us of a number of things. One of them being that God, that Paul is praying that Christians would not only be saved, but smart. You know, the Bible says we have to be, we have to be innocent as does, but cunning as serpents. You've got to be, you'll be smarter. 
You know what that means? That means although I pray and thank the Lord for a blessed day, if I go park outside a, a shop, I don't leave my bag in the trolley. I, I don't, it's got nothing to do with speaking in tongues. I just learned when I was robbed last time to be smarter about how I protect what I value because I realize it takes time to rebuild worth even if I can recover from the bump. And now you've got to get smarter. So you're in a relationship or perhaps you get into a business deal or you get into a thing and you get taken for a bit of a ride. What do you got to do? You got to get smarter. Oh, I see that's what that is. Apparently, the switcher has rebooted. I'm seeing SMSs saying the switcher is rebooted. I'm like, who is the switcher? Is it? Is that an? Is that like a Netflix series that just came out? Like, I'm going to go home and watch the switcher. I see. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Um, so you get smarter. What does that mean? Now, when I put boundaries on something, I don't regret it. I don't feel bad that I have a boundary. I feel good that a boundary is protecting my wealth. So when I, when I was overseas, I, I put my valuables in a safe. That's a boundary. But it's a boundary intended to keep the thief out. And I wish you would stop thinking that God's boundaries are designed to keep you locked in. They're designed to keep worth locked away from a thief. You have, to, you have to get your head around this because if you keep thinking it's all about you, well, why is God, why can't I just, why, why? You're forgetting there's a bigger treasure you're giving away. The Bible says it's just pearl before swan. It's just something valuable here in the big pen. And there is something um, important about getting freedom from the way we measure wealth. It's important that we uh, recognize, there are some things the Bible in Proverbs, if I had enough time, I'd get into it. The Proverbs says, you can't buy with money. There are some things you can buy, some things you can't. Proverbs says, a good reputation, you can't buy it. There's no place you can go and say, I'd just like to swap my reputation of being rubbish for a reputation of being legendary. You can put it in your TikTok-like bio, I am legend. Yeah. I know, that's a very old movie, I know. Uh, uh, you've got to value things so you create boundaries around them to protect them because bumps are easy to recover from and theft isn't. So I wanted to share with you four brief, yeah, four brief um, treasures that the devil might try to steal from you and you need to put a boundary around them. The Bible t teaches us that one of them is spiritual sight or discernment, sight. Uh, did you know you don't go blind spiritually, you just get obstruction in your sight? Uh, in Acts chapter 9, there's an example of Paul, the apostle, um, becoming saved, really. He was Saul, becomes Paul. And remember the road to Damascus, big bright light, falls off the donkey. He's blind, and he goes, uh, and he's looked after his blind for a couple of days, and a, a, a person comes and prays for him. Look at what it says, verse 17. And Ananias went to the house and entered in, placed his hands on Saul, and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me uh, so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell off Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after that, 
uh, he, he took some food, uh, he regained his strength. Uh, the sight was fine, but there was an obstruction in the sight, so it made him blind. Have you, have you ever recognized that you lose some treasure just because you are blinded in some area? The devil has put an obstacle in your vision. Now, what kinds of things? Well, you can't see your own future well, so you only think short-term. That's theft. Uh, you can't see the dark side of something, so you're naive. That's theft. You see, sometimes I, I you, you know, you get a little bit older, you get a little bit smarter, hopefully, otherwise you've wasted time. You know, you waste the time. Uh, you see, uh, sometimes in a group of people, somebody operating, you know, they are flirts. They flirts. It's a vibe for them. Then you talk to someone and they say, oh, this person just looked at me with puppy eyes. And I say to them, oh, no, they've just got droopy eyes. They look like that wherever they look. <laughs> and you tell them, I promise you, if they give the same look to everybody, can't see it. Oh, it's just me. And after a while, let me tell you what happens. When you start to value your future, you go, uh, let me see what's behind those puppy eyes. Have we got any character there? I mean, have we got any stamina, substance, perseverance? Who are, I mean, puppy eyes are fine for photos, but I want to build a life, not a photo album. So can you help me? You have no idea how many people are marrying for the album and not for the life. You have no idea. Looks lovely. You can't wait to... Send them home to Jesus. You can't wait. <laughs> you wouldn't do that, though. You wouldn't, because you are saints. Saints. Just remember something about looks. They are diminishing returns. Build a life on appreciating assets. The second space of theft that I think the devil can sometimes steal is your story. Your story. When, when I got saved, it was the word of your testimony. It's written in the book of Revelation. Your story. If your story is constantly a horror, a drama, or a soapy, you're being robbed. Can we have an amen from somewhere? I'm just going to look up here. Do you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been in conversation with a saint and I'm going to steal this quote from John Max or John Max whenever he says something harsh he says, hello my name is John and I'm just here to help, I'm your friend I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people who will say something like they treat me so badly but I love them that sentence belongs in Isidingo it does <laughs> It does not belong seven Delon, bold and beautiful days of our nights of our lives. It does not belong in your life. What is it doing in your life? When you hear that sentence, it needs to be in a format where you can switch off. So your story is being written by somebody else. You are somebody else's tragedy. 
That's theft. That's theft. If somebody's going to write my story, it'll be my heavenly father who prepared a book for me concerning my life even before the foundation of the earth was established. Let me tell you, no matter how, no matter, and let me just, can I be blunt? No matter how fine he is, he isn't writing a book that good about your life that beats what God wrote about you before the foundation of the world. It's not going to be that good. It's going to be a short chapter. Sometimes you need to look at a situation and it might be tragic and you just need to say, you just, it's just a short chapter in my life. It's not the whole story. It's just a page. I take great pleasure when somebody has a go at me, which happens from time to time on social media. I take great ple- pleasure thinking, oh, it's just a chapter. This is a, f- this is a sentence. I'm going to turn the page next month and written before me will be something else God has already prepared for me. But now I must turn the pages quickly if I'm going to end on time. James chapter 5 verse 10 says, take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything and never once quit, all the time honouring God. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of of course, of Job's staying power. And you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares, cares right down to the last detail. Stop telling your tragic story. Every time you do, you empty the bank account a little more. Thirdly, the devil robs you of simplicity. You see, if the devil can make it complicated, he's robbed you. You give up when it's complicated. You don't bother to try when it's complicated. You make statements like, I don't want to be involved in church. It's complicated. I'll never love again. It gets complicated. You even put it on your Facebook status. It's complicated. A lot of Facebook statuses updated tonight by the saints. I want you to choose. It's simple. Keep it simple. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 6 describes the making of bread as a style of life. And to avoid pompous bread, bread that has too many ingredients in it, and in particular bread that has the sin of yeast in it. It says this, yeast too is a small thing, but it works its way Uh, through the whole batch of bread uh, 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 pretty fast. So get rid of this kind of yeast. Our true identity is flat and plain, not puffed up with wrong kinds of ingredients. The Messiah, our Passover lamb, has already been sacrificed for the Passover meal. And we are the unraised bread part of the feast. So let's live out our part in the feast, not as raised bread swollen with the yeast of evil, but as flat, simple, genuine, unpretentious. I like that verse. Just keep it simple. Don't get pretentious. Don't be puffed up. And then finally, I'll close with this value that the devil likes to steal. He likes to steal your strength. Do you know a person can recover from almost anything if they have the will to do so? But if your strength, your will, and your your passion is diluted, you couldn't recover from almost anything. I'm amazed how easily we become drained when the devil steals from our true values. 
I want to encourage you to be careful that the way you are robbed of your strength is to be pushed into things that you shouldn't be in for longer than you should be in, doing things that aren't truly valuable. The Bible, on the opposite to that, says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He's keeping you too busy. And while he's keeping you busy, he's robbing you. I'll tell you my only other mugging story. I've only been mugged twice. I rebuked both of them in the name of Jesus. I was ignorant on both occasions. I'm ready now. I keep Bibles everywhere too. If you get away with anything, you're going to get a New Testament. Just telling you, you're going to get a New Testament. And maybe a bite from a pit bull. I won't pray for healing for a few days. I had stopped at some traffic lights. It was a hot day. A young man came around to my side of the vehicle and asked for a handout. And they were so persistent that I, I, I felt I just need to open the window just a little bit just to say no sorry. And while I was here, his friend broke the window on the other side and took my bag. I had stinky gym clothes, though it was not a successful theft. <laughs> I think they may have given it back, but I'm not sure. But here's the devil when it comes to your strength. Keep him busy here, rob him there. And if you're not wise, you'll have true value stolen. The purpose of tonight's conversation is to tell you that the bump isn't the big problem. Christ came to forgive us of all our sins. It is instantaneous, in fact. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a verse in the Bible. The bump is easy to recover from. But the theft is not. And so I want to encourage you, don't worry about whether sin is the problem. Jesus handled the sin. Worry about whether I'm stewarding my treasures well. And then I put boundaries because of that old saying of fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I should know better. So with that in mind, can we stand to pray? I've invited pastoral team and volunteers to come stand right up front. As soon as I say, would you stand for prayer? Just to make it comfortable for you to come forward. Maybe you will identify your person you want to go pray with. Ladies being prayed for by ladies and men by men. But also, they'll stick around a few moments even after everybody goes. Maybe you're the shy type and you'd only like to come forward for prayer. When it's a little quieter, we get that. There'll always be communion and prayer cards where if you're so concerned, maybe concerned about anonymity, you don't have to put your name. You just put a request down and we'll pray for you that way. But tonight, I, I really want to invite you to pray for your value to be restored. And, and maybe uh, to have a, a clear mindset about, about the difference between the sin and the steel. 
The one Jesus restores when we repent. And the other we have to restore when we walk right. Follow the good shepherd. Find green pastures, still waters. Restore the soul. Right? So Lord, thank you so much for the privilege of renewal and restoration. Thank you, Lord, that that you're teaching us to be um, intelligent and discerning uh, with our eyes wide open and able to see uh, your plans for our lives, that we will not be robbed of them or tricked and deceived into surrendering them. Today, we take back what belongs to us. We receive it. We restore it. We protect it. We steward it well. We will not be caught off guard again. And we thank you, Lord, that a bump is easy to recover from, but we are not going to let the treasure chest be depleted by the enemy, who is defined as one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we know better. We follow the good shepherd. He leads us to green pastures and still waters. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Would you give God a shout of praise and to worship Him?